You're listening to the Consultant Program Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Nagel. I lead our consultant program here at Genesis. Experience as a service. I'm sure you're hearing about this a lot in conversations with Genesis and in our press releases. We're excited about it. But what exactly is it and why does it matter to customers? I had the privilege of sitting down and interviewing Peter Graff, our chief strategy officer, and I asked him these questions. The term empathy came up a lot in our conversation. It's at the heart of experience as a service. Our conversation took place on March 19th, 2021. Just to give you some context for the timing, here it is. Peter, we are so excited to have you on our podcast. And before we get started, can you tell us about yourself and what you do at Genesis? Uh, sure, Scott. First of all, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the chief strategy officer of the company. I've got essentially, uh, let's say, three jobs. The first one is strategy management. So, you know, finding out, figuring out with the management team what the strategy is, the strategy around experience as a service, but also other strategies like what do we do with sustainability or how do we go about industries? How do we do pricing and so on? The second piece is really inorganic growth. So everything from uh, mergers and acquisitions to strategic alliances, ways to grow our business organically. And then the third is transformation. So how do we measure experiences? How do we do business transformation? How do we run these big programs that go across the company and also internal and external communication? Fantastic. That sounds like you got your um, hands full with all three areas. (laughs) It's a lot of of fun because it's something else every day. No, I bet. Well, listen, you know, we're hearing and speaking a lot about experience as a service, and I thought you would be the best to ask, what is it? In case our listeners haven't heard it and they're not sure what it is, can you tell us what it is? Well, experience as a service is our vision to deliver superior experiences to people. It's really obviously done through the cloud. That's where the as a service comes from. I'm sure we're going to dive deeper on the angle of what experience really mean and how we want to evolve it during this podcast. To get started, many companies and many call centers and contact centers in the past have really focused on efficiency and effectiveness of conversations. So very much the understanding of I'm a cost center, I have to drive costs down. So how can I really operate more effectively and efficiently? Experience as a service adds a third element to this, and that is the element of empathy. So in this day and age, it's not enough to just get the job done efficiently and effectively. It's also about how did you make someone else feel about it? Okay. And so that's really, uh, that's really the difference. So empathy plays a big role, and it is a part of the experience as a service strategy, which is about giving our customers the ability to give superior experiences to their consumers. Fantastic. You know, I don't remember the term empathy being used in our industry until just recently. So I'm going to ask you a very basic question. When you talk about empathy, tell us what you mean. What do we mean by empathy? Yeah, that's a, that's a good observation. A lot happened last year, pandemic, uh, racial unrest, a lot of things where people got more sensitive to how others feel in general. And so it's important to understand empathy is not sympathy and it's also not kindness. It's about understanding before acting. Webster has a good explanation, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here. It's, sure. it's, the, it's understanding the experience of another without having been com- explicitly communicated the quality of that experience by the other person. So it's an implicit action, okay. but it really starts with trying to put yourselves into the shoes of somebody else in, in blunt terms. 
in essence, it's about really, you know, bringing three things together, efficiency, effectiveness, and empathy. And empathy in this sense functions as the forcing function. It's, it's really the, the one that can sway it. Someone can be very efficient and effective, but if it's insensitive to, to your situation, you will not appreciate the experience. Yeah. At the same time, an, an, an experience may be very empathetic, but not effective or efficient, and you will not like it either. Sure. So it's really empathy is like the third aspect that we need to bring into experiences in order to cover speed, getting the right thing done, effectiveness, and doing it in a way that makes people feel appreciated, understood, and heard. No, that's great. I know we talked recently about empathy on its own doesn't necessarily do it for the customer. It's got to be combined with what the action, right? Getting something done. Exactly. So what role does it play at Genesis? Well, we've, uh, you know, we've been defining our strategy and it became very clear that we also need to have a good grasp on what the purpose is. Why are we here? And we're not, we're not here to, you know, put two people on the phone together, right? We're, we're here for a higher calling. And, and we found this concept of empathy to be so strong in combination with effectiveness and efficiency that we elevated it to the purpose of the company. In other words, Genesis is here to deliver the power of empathy to every experience. And, uh, you know, that has uh, obviously rich implications. We want to be empathetic in the way how we communicate with our customers, with our partners, with our employees, with people outside of our company. Uh, so it has wide-ranging implications. I'm actually proud that we've made this move. Uh, having a strong purpose is a, is a great uh, northern star, if you will, for a company. And this yes. is a very powerful one. Absolutely. Peter, you know, in my role, I support consultants in the industry. And mm -hmm. you've been with me meeting with them. And we've had Zoom calls with them. And how is this important to their clients? Right. Yeah, I, I, I can tell that's an important question because some people might walk away with the idea this is just about a fuzzy feeling, right? Yeah. There is tremendous business value in this. Yeah. And people have been looking at this from a variety of different angles. Let's just put it this way. There is a proven chain between the, the effect that empathy has to the loyalty and to the trust that a customer or a consumer has towards a company. If you're treated in an empathetic way you're building trust. You're actually giving the company more data. Uh, you're willing to volunteer more information that makes it even easier in the future to be empathetic with you. And it drives more loyalty. In fact, there's some great research came out last year from Harvard Business Review. Companies who are loyalty leaders outperform their peers in terms of revenue growth by a factor of 2.5. Wow. That's that's yeah. huge, right? And it's that kind of understanding why companies are leaning into this. It's essentially taking a contact center, which is usually seen as a cost center, and kind of transition the understanding of what it can do into a revenue driver. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's a very exciting kind of pivot that is enabled through the power of empathy. So how is Genesis taking empathy really the heart of experience as a service and, and putting that in our offerings? Yeah, great question, because it took us a while to crack that nut. How do you create systems that allow you to scale empathy, right? When we all believe empathy is a kind of an innate human ability, sure. and that we don't even say AI can be empathetic. So how can we kind of use that and put it to scale? And the, I, the, the concept's relatively straightforward. So we're really talking about four 
key actions. The first one is to listen. In general, people don't listen enough, but in a business context, it means how do I automate the listening? The second step is to really understand and predict the behavior of somebody else. Then I'm acting after I have listened and understood and predicted the behavior. Now I'm acting or now I'm interacting and I'm learning. So that's number four. From every interaction, I want to go walk away and I want to have learned something. Now, this is a generic concept towards empathy. You can apply this to your spouse and the way how you, that. you know, how you interact with, when you're talking. with him or her and, <laughs> and what this experience is like. You, you know, it's about your kids. It could be, you know, with an employee or an employer that you have literally with anybody. And yeah. so it's a very universal concept and that's how it gets into our offerings too. I was going to ask, what's it mean for our systems? Yeah. Um, so I kind of alluded to this, you know, obviously you can apply this in the conversation, but if you want to put this into a Genesis system, here's what yeah. needs to happen. The first step is to really have systems of listening. And from an IT angle, that means having data come from across the IT infrastructure or from an IoT channel. Essentially, it allows us to do identity stitching and learn more about an individual and use our CX data platform to take data from across the IT infrastructure to enrich it and use that to improve the decisions our AI can make later on. So that system of listening, you know, is a very universal term, but for, for a Genesis, you know, infrastructure, it means getting the data from the ecosystem of systems that the customer runs into our CX data platform. And not just data, but events, you know, things of interest uh, yeah. that can, that obviously give you information about the state of mind or the emotional state of the customer. The next one is to understand and predict. So systems of prediction are AI systems. That's what they do. They take, a, you know, take data, build a model and predict outcomes. Now, in this context here, it means the ability to cluster and segment people into specific groups and to define next best action based on the data that you have about them. So Genesis has done a great job in using uh, some of the predictive engagement capabilities we have acquired uh, some time ago and really broaden that aspect into this underlying platform for prediction. But it's all about the next best action. Now, when it comes to the next best action, we're using you know, the good old terminology, the right channel, the right time, the right action. And by the way, uh, something that took me a little while to understand, for some people, giving them a chatbot is the most empathetic thing to do. Right. Because they don't need a lot of empathy to reset a password. Right. On the, on the contrary, the, you know, the more difficult you make it, the less you understand the person's predicament. They want to get back into their system and quickly. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, empathy doesn't always mean to have a long human interaction. Sometimes empathy is just a straightforward, simple solution because that's the most empathetic thing to do at that moment. So, but it's, it's about the system of action, which can actually include AI again. So it's not only being able to use WhatsApp or what have you, it could be a chat bot, as I just explained, it could be a predictive routing capability to get you the best agent. It could be, you know, agent assist to give information and guidance to the agent at the moment of truth, so they can deliver a more empathetic experience. So that's that. And then learning, is, again, systems of learning has a, long, uh, has a strong AI angle around understanding the patterns and the preferences and, and write data back into the IT infrastructure. So that's essentially how it works. 
Listening is taking data from around the ecosystem, put it into Genesis. Understanding is using our broad array of AI capabilities to segment and cluster and understand next best actions. Then the action is the full breadth of all of our capabilities of communication enriched with AI to make it simple and easier. And then learning is really bringing it back, evolving our data inside Genesis, but also you know, driving results back into uh, those surrounding systems. Got it. Listen, Peter, I want to now ask you how we at Genesis are applying empathy to our own customers. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because our efforts to get people excited around the concept of experience as a service would not be very credible if we didn't try to emulate this ourselves and to ask ourselves, how can we better listen to our customers? How can we understand and predict what they need and be more proactive so that when we act, we hit the spot and we also learn from every one of those interactions. Right. Now, essentially, that means that when we interact with customers, that becomes a northern, uh, northern star. We have a, a really good exercise underway right now to reach out to our customers and listen better. But essentially, it's this entire process of assessing someone's abilities or, or current capabilities, measuring the experience of their customers, understanding the shortcomings, but then helping the customers come to us and say, okay, how can we most easily upgrade our experience for our customers? And you, Genesis, are our partner. So I'm relying on the experience you give to me and how you deliver all these capabilities to me so I can deliver them to my customer. And that's where it kind of uh, goes full circle. But um, great question, Scott, because it recognizes that once you make this your purpose, it's not just the purpose you're exporting to your customers to deal with their consumers. It's also something you have to live yourself. And there's a lot of work going on at Genesis right now to understand how can we be more effective, efficient, and most importantly, more empathetic. Thank you. You know, we talk about experience as a service as a new category in our industry, unique from other categories. What does that mean? How is this a new category? Yeah, uh, so this is not contact center stuff only. There's a lot of contact center in there, but essentially I would say there are three aspects that are fundamentally different from contact center. The first one is we're moving from the usual kind of backend integration to something I would describe as experience orchestration. All the data, all the different apps that are flying around, all the different channels we can have, how can we craft an experience that is spanning the entire customer life cycle, so the marketing, the sales, and the services experience across all the touch points the customer has. And not just, by the way, the customer experience, but also the employee experience. So it's very broad. And we need to build more capability that are helping the orchestration of an experience, not just the execution of a single interaction, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the experience is longer, is bigger, is more long-living. And the reward of a good experience is, again, this loyalty so that people come, come back. The second angle is to really uh, orchestrate systems from a wide array of capabilities. Systems of listening, so all the different data sources. Systems of predicting. A lot of AI capabilities that, frankly, are not even Genesis, that we just need to embed or use or integrate into. Systems of action. Uh, where you know we may have a lot of uh, abilities to act in different ways with our own software, but also with others, and then systems of learning. 
this is not just one Genesis system. This is a system orchestrated by Genesis. That's the pivot, if you will. Yeah. And the third angle is that many of the capabilities that we will need at the end of the day don't work at scale. I always like to talk about emotional AI as an example. How can AI figure out my emotional state of mind? The way how I speak, the words that I use. And I've seen word spotting, but that's not it. Like, how do we get into irony? How, how do you, how can the system figure out that I'm stressed or that I'm, you know, curious or right. that I'm intrigued? How can I extract that from the way how somebody speaks or types? Wow. Now that I, I was thinking about Alexa when you were talking, how sometimes I feel like it's my Alexa app isn't understanding me and I start getting a louder voice and I'm like, this isn't a real person. So. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's not about automating empathy. Uh, I think there is an aspect of automation that is empathetic. As I explained, like sometimes I don't want to have a person. I just want to get it done quickly. That's the most, it's the best thing you can do for me, given my emotional state. Right. And sometimes it's really having a human there. I would be hard pressed to prefer a bot over a human when I'm debating with the health insurance, whether they should cover an expensive health procedure that, <laughs> you know, has, a, has an impact on life and death. You know, yes. no, don't give me a bot now. You know, now Absolutely. I want to talk to someone real. No, that's great. I'm amazed at how our industry has changed. And I also, as I'm doing these podcasts, seeing how the pandemic has accelerated the need and, and just even people talking about these very technologies. It's, um, it's been an amazing year. Well, Peter, we have really enjoyed having you on here. It's, um, it's always educational for me. I know our listeners are going to love it. And I know we're going to want you back. But thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott, so much. Take good care. All right. I really learned a lot from Peter. Not just about what experience as a service is all about, but what a huge role empathy plays in every facet of our solution set and even our own corporate culture. If you wanna learn more about Genesis and Experience as a Service, don't hesitate to contact us. You can reach the consultant program via email at consultantrelations at genesis.com or please reach out to your Genesis channel manager or account executive. Thanks again for joining us. And please follow us on your favorite podcast provider. We are now featured on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google, Spotify, TuneIn, and Podbean. Have a great day.